right. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is November 4th, 2020. So as you could see, I my Twitch channel, I've been put in timeout up until Friday, uh, 1 a.m. Uh, Fox News actually hit me with a copyright strike. Uh, it, I, they use third party. This is terrible because we're not supposed to have copyright strikes for sharing news. Like if it's music or movie, I get it, but not news because that's fair use. So you can still find me on DLive, Periscope, and Facebook as long as they allow me. But just so you guys know, I actually have another YouTube channel. Now, I haven't used it because it was supposed to be a readout for my blind um, subscribers uh, where I would read um, out my articles. Well, I'm going to show you this channel. So it's called Tori Says News. I'm actually live on it right now. So I'm live and boom. So you can follow that channel as a backup. I just uh, shared that today. And I want to show you a video that I put together um, while I get everything lined up. Only because I was working on a lot of technical things today. Uh, you know, filing, emails, the whole nine yards. Um, so here we go. You guys ready? We're going to watch this. <laughs> Whether he knows it yet or not, he will be leaving. Uh, just because he might not want to move out of the White House doesn't mean we won't have an inauguration ceremony to inaugurate a duly elected president of the United States. Mm. So explain one more time. So the people that were in front of me, there were two people in front of me that used the Sharpie. Yes. That was given to them by the poll workers. Yes. It did not read their ballot. Okay. And they flooded in there twice. I used the pen. Yep. Took their Sharpie and threw it away. And it read your and ballot. It read out. And it read your ballot. And it read my so ballot. what they're doing is they're telling people to use the Sharpies. That way, yes. those votes aren't counted. Yes. That's exactly what's happening. Yes. So there was other people that were in there voting with their with their pens, and they literally went around and they were yanking pens out of their hands. Yes, they tried to do that to me, and I took their Sharpie and I hid it because then they said, "Look for all the Sharpies that are not being used and take the Sharpies back." They had a bowl of pens behind them that they were not giving to people and only giving Sharpies out. There we go. So the ones with the Sharpies are not being read at all. No. No. None of those none of those ballots are being read. Of course not. So that's and so they're doing it because they're trying to skew all of the votes. In yeah, there. And they that's exactly and they what's going on. Even slide it more than one time, they immediately took it and slid it in the front. Like not even try the second time. They just that's correct. Oh, yeah. Ran it through yeah, and slid it in the front. And I was like, Wait that's what they did with yours. Yep. And I just went with a sharpie and voted Trump, and uh, she just slid it in, and that was it. But I, I but they're not counting. They're not counting the ones with the sharpies, and so, so they're forcing people to use the sharpies, and those votes aren't being counted. That's what's going on. Right. And then I posted it on my Facebook group chat in my neighborhood. They said they did it at the Queen Creek Library. They did it at ASU Polytech earlier. They're like four different polling places were doing Sharpies all in, like between Queen Creek and like the Edge of Gilmer. Yep. And, and those ones are not being counted. Yeah. They're invalid. Yeah. I mean, yes. Like I have proof. So they're invalidating votes, what they're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, I just, that's how I, I feel the picture. Like. Okay. And then, like, there was a guy that directly came out and yelled at him three times. He, they both came out. Oh, no. They, they called the sheriffs and said that and, and told us to stop handing out the ballpoint pens. In which case, those are the only ones that are actually being yeah, counted and validated. I, I used your pen and then I yeah. sent it back to you and I said, somebody. Yes, yes. And so we know that and we've been telling them, you yeah. need to use a ballpoint pen, not the Sharpie. And now those are getting invalidated. So people are coming here to vote for Donald Trump and those votes are all getting invalidated. That's what's going on. There we go. That's all we need. Perfect. She doesn't think that's what you Welcome to the new America, people. That's what... Republicans want to help Biden too? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's exactly oh, what I'm getting paid to do. My people are undercover mm-hmm. because some of them are Republicans, some of them are Democrats. So some of my Republicans are pre-school chairs that cannot be known because they could get kicked out, but they want to help the Biden. For the entire team that I'm looking at, I'm looking at 55000 So $55,000 for 5000 will stop the ticket eager that's right. At the Broward County facility in Florida. I'm not here to vote, but I uh, just wanted to know if uh, how it's going with the fraud, the ballots. Well, I have no answers yet, so let me get somebody to answer that Thank question. you. Who are you? I'm James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. Oh, how are you? Nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> May I come in? Yeah. Thank you. Right. Have you heard of us? Yes, I have. Oh. Are you a fan? I'm a supervisor. Well, I can't say so. I'm completely neutral. Just checking out to see if there's any fraud. In the elections we've detected a bunch of voter registration fraud we turned it into the authorities and they haven't done spondola the florida authorities or the feds both any mail-in fraud or voter fraud it's very difficult to scam these systems on the voting side on the voter registration side the system is very vulnerable because the nitwit legislature has a system where everybody operates on the honor system and so you could say that you're a citizen of the United States or you're a citizen of China and nobody would challenge you. We found a ballot yesterday at the canvassing board. Some clown in New Jersey, who is a registered voter both in New Jersey and mm-hmm. in Florida, which is very common, mm-hmm. shouldn't be, but it is, asked for a vote-by-mail ballot. And we sent, we sent them a vote-by-mail ballot. Apparently... He also asked for a vote-by-mail ballot from his county in New Jersey. And when he sent his vote-by-mail envelope to Florida, he put his New Jersey ballot in it. Is that a DA or or an attorney general of the state? Local prosecutor. Local. And do you find that they actually do anything? No. You know, local prosecutors tend to be most animated by homicide, crime against the person. If everything operates by the law, it should be good for conservatives. What's important for the president here is that's 207,000 Republican votes. We should be five points ahead. The certain occupant of the White House doesn't feel like moving and has to be fumigated out of there because the presidency 
is the presidency. It's not geography or location. So they told you everything they were going to do. It's not a surprise. We're not shocked. Uh, you know, they told you everything they were going to do. So they used Sharpies. They used every tool in the book they could to make sure that um, they could take the election. Michigan was completely President Trump's, I would say. But apparently, it's not. According to the news, it's not. Didn't I tell you in April and May that this is how it's going to go down? Didn't I say that it's going to be, ah, the media that's going to call it. And do you see that now? So here is, you know, I, it's shockingly, yesterday, CNN was pretty much on point putting things together. I want you to listen to this news report. This news report um, is by Fox Business, and they tell you the concerns that they have in regards to Philadelphia pausing or stopping the vote count. Listen, we knew what they were doing. We knew. The president talked about mail-in ballots. He kept talking kept talking. He was telling him, I already know you're not going to get away with this. You're not going to get away with this. And yet, boom, there they go manifesting random ballots from some black hole. And all of them are magically just for Biden. They got caught and they're banking on the media to suffocate us to not be heard. That is what they're banking on. There's nothing else they are banking on except for the fact that they are the, they are powerful and they have the microphone. Now, if you noticed, the most corrupt out of all news organizations. I mean, we already know CNN loathes President Trump. We know MSDNC does. And they weren't calling states that they should have called a long time ago. But they had actual news coverage. Fox was horrendous. It was despicable. They showed their teeth. And so did a lot of your pundits. Right, guys? Now take a listen to this report. Welcome back. Breaking news. Fox News can now project that Georgia's special election for the remainder of the retired Senator Johnny Isaacson's term will head to a January 5th runoff. Republican incumbent Senator Kelly Leffler will go against Democrat Raphael Warnock. Some other Senate races we've been watching this morning, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell winning his race. South Carolina's Lindsey Graham also keeping his seat in what was the most expensive Senate race. Democrats picked up one seat with former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper defeating Senator Cory Gardner. And Democrat Mark Kelly defeated GOP Senator Martha McSally in Arizona. Digging lots of moving parts in the Senate, but I guess the market's rallying today because it does appear the Republicans stay control, maintaining control of the Senate, putting that block up against the potential of a Joe Biden presidency trying to move his tax increases through. Right. Certainly the path for the Democrats to take over the Senate or gain a majority there has narrowed 
dramatically. There's still a number of Senate races that need to be called, particularly Georgia and North Carolina. But with John James ahead in Michigan, it, they, the Republicans could potentially flip that Senate seat. You look at Susan Collins. Uh, she is ahead, although that race has not been called in Maine. Right now, all we have is a plus one that the Democrats have added um, a net one Senate seat with Mark Kelly winning in Arizona and John Hickenlooper winning in Colorado. I mentioned Tommy um, Tuberville down in Alabama. Again, the Republicans flipping that seat. So the dreams of the Democrats getting rid of the filibuster and stacking and packing the Supreme Court and potentially adding states to the union, adding senators uh, to that governing body. That has been dashed as the way it looks right now. And I wonder, there's a lot to discuss about why people voted the way that they did, but Lee Carter had been talking about for some time, the undecided voters needing answers to a few really clear questions from Joe Biden. Is he going to shut the economy down again? Those are great concern to parents. And does he believe in packing the court? And he kind of, uh, he punted on that question, said, oh, I'm going to set up a commission. And maybe that didn't affect how people voted for the presidency, but maybe it did affect how they voted locally for their um, Senate candidates. Yeah, it's a good point. Mark Penn, how do you see it? Well, look, I, I don't think these voters want to give a blank check to anyone. I think this is a divided country that, that favors checks and balances. I, I think uh, I think that Dagan uh, is quite right that it looks like the Senate will will hold in Republicans' hands. I'm really, frankly, stunned by the small movement in the House. I think that's going to raise serious questions about Nancy Pelosi, why she didn't put the stimulus through. Trump always said, hey, you're doing it for the election, but it hurts you more than it hurts me. And it looks like Trump may well have been right about that because they were expecting 15 to 20 seats. And right now, it's in there are more Republican seats, even though there's a projection that they'll come out with a couple more. Can I add one thing, you know, Maria? It, it, I, I, I'm fascinated by just this fabulous country in which we live. But if you look at just the individual, some of these individual house races, Robert um, Good and my home state um, kept the fifth district, which runs from Northern Virginia down to deep, deep red Southern Virginia. He kept that in Republican hands. He uh, fended off a challenge from Cameron Webb and being down in the South um, summer taking care of my father, like Cameron Webb was running some really great ads compared to Bob Good. Bob Good's ads were quite frankly awful and they were blanketing the airwaves, but he managed, That's our, that race has already been called, at least by the AP. So Bob Good keeps that seat in Republican hands. But I don't know, um, some people have not called this race, but it looks like that Staten Island here in New York City and in the, the district that includes a, the part of Southern Brooklyn switches to Republican. Nicole Maliotakis uh, be, beats Max Rose potentially. So we've got a Republican in, the, in New York City 
as a congresswoman. That's great. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. You're right. And remember, President Trump was saying, I'm going to try to go big in New York. I'm going to try to gain support. We were hearing of some whispers of some support in New York. It's a great point about uh, Nicole Meliotakis. L let me ask you real quick, Mark Penn, to, to respond to what you heard from uh, Jim McLaughlin earlier. He said he was very uncomfortable with what happened in Philadelphia last night in Pennsylvania, where they just stopped. Uh, now he says that, you know, in Pennsylvania, President Trump is up 600,000 votes, and yet they're saying they're not going to resume counting, and it's too close to call. They're going to resume until Friday. He's up 200,000 in Michigan. Again, too close to call. Your reaction to all of this? Well, <clears throat> look, if I were in that campaign, I'd be troubled. You're, you're always troubled, as, as I said before, when, when they stop the count, see where everybody else is, figure out how many votes they need to find in, in areas with lots of Democratic or if it were reversed Republican votes. It's really troubling. And I think that there's going to be a major fight here over what standards are used to count these mail votes, postmarks, signatures, timing. All this is up so that it's not one person, one vote if the standards differ from state to state. And I think that's what Trump yeah. is alluding to when he says he's going to go right to the Supreme Court. I say. All right, guys. So I know you guys can hear me and the screen's going to be a bit frozen on that video. And I hope something does not autoplay. I really do hope so that it just stays there. Because right now I'm looking at a blanked out screen on my computer only because um, there's something tracing on my computer. Now, there we go. I got out of it. So that was good. <laughs> that was good. It's um, it's it's pretty cray cray. Uh, today has been a very crazy day. It's as if they don't want me to tell you that, hey, listen to your president. Don't listen to anybody else, not even me. Just listen to your president. All these coders and speakers and I know best is not who you need to listen to. You need to listen to your president. That is it you need to speak to, uh, to, to listen to. And I said, speak to. That is all. Because whatever else you hear, whatever else they tell you is simply a lie, a lie, and an even bigger bigger lie. So it's going to come out and we've caught them. No matter what they say, they've been caught. No matter what they do, they cannot stop what is coming. And I want to reinforce that to you. You really need to understand that. They cannot stop what's coming. Whatever you're seeing now, the responses you're seeing now is important for you to be able to digest and understand just how in control we are. They've censored the president. They've censored you. They've censored everybody and their mother. And in the end, you know, last night we were talking and I said, hey, it turns out that it's going to be those mail-in ballots that are the key because they kept circling around. Well, you know, we still have those mail-in ballots. Well, you know, we still have this. We still have that. Remember? I said, oh boy, that's a clue, a clue telling us that we're still ahead because we have so many mail-in ballots. Well, you know what? A lot of people are going to go to jail too. A lot of regular people because 
They did a mail-in ballot and guess what? An in-person ballot. See, this is where it's going to come to. So if you've been naughty, naughty, naughty and decided that you're going to vote, I don't know, twice, thrice, because you can get it. Well, they sent me the mail-in ballot and I sent it off, but I want to go down there and get a sticker. So I'm just going to do that. <laughs> so they stole your votes. Hmm? And not only did they steal your votes, but they voted twice and thrice. You're going to see it. Six o'clock in the morning here on the East. A lot of you are waking up right now and a lot has happened overnight. A lot has changed, but we are still in the thick of a very heated contest. So Good morning to you. Hello again on the West Coast. I am Chris Cuomo. You see Don Lemon with me on this Wednesday morning, 6 a.m., 3 a.m. out West. Um, we do not have a winner yet in this presidential race, but it's a damn good thing we didn't stop counting because things have changed that benefit this president and that will not benefit this president, all right? Despite Trump claiming premature victory, which he promised he wouldn't do, uh, we have continued to count because that's what the democracy demands. The vote is taking shape. The most important part of the picture is still the numbers that we don't see. Here is the electoral map, 224 to 213. It's all about the white spaces. You know, Maine, Alaska, not so much. But Nevada and Arizona, of course, and then the other ones on the board will make all the difference. Now, Phil Mattingly, uh, the Secretary of State helped us out in Nevada. We're not going to hear more from him, but he did say a key phrase. They are mostly focused on mail-in ballots remaining, and they have the window until the 10th that they come in as long as they were postmarked uh, by the election date. And again, that's not uh, something new. It's not something they did on the fly. It's what they planned for in advance there. This is part of the custom of this state. So what does that mean, mail-in remaining? This is what they plan for in advance. That is the custom of this state. Well, the story of this entire night and part of what we've been waiting for, frankly, the story of the entire election. Take a look at Ohio early in the night yesterday or <clears throat> some of the other uh, North Carolina early in the night, which started out very blue and then slowly drifted away. It was when they counted, right? It was when they counted. So if you were reporting mail-in ballots first, likely it skewed heavily Democratic. And Democrats got very excited. They thought Ohio was in play. Ohio ended up not being in play at all. Now we're seeing the reverse of that in a couple of states that I'll get to in a minute. But why it matters for Nevada is this is close. And this is far closer than Democrats wanted it to be. It's far closer than it has been over the course of the last couple of cycles. However, mail has skewed heavily Democratic. The outstanding vote right now, while they can't quantify it down to the vote, is mail. It's mail, and it's largely could probably going to come from Clark County. Clark County, as you noted, 72% of the state right here. This is the Democratic firewall. Democrats usually want this up about 10 11%. Right now, it's not. It's not. But if mail comes in and mail comes in heavily Democratic, they feel like it should be okay. We will have to wait and see, though. The Trump campaign made clear they thought Nevada was in play. They were right. They were right. They were right. It is closer than Democrats wanted it to be. It is closer than any Democrat is comfortable with right now. But we'll have to wait and see how that comes in. As you noted, we're not going to get any new information in Nevada until the 5th. So I have to wait and see on that. That brings me down to Arizona. Arizona right now, Joe Biden, 130,000 vote lead. This would be a big flip for the Biden campaign, so long as they hold on to Nevada. But this would be a big flip for the Biden campaign. And right now, they feel comfortable with the numbers precisely for the reason you were laying out. Maricopa County, 60% of the population here, obviously a county that has shifted heavily towards Democrats, uh, suburbs, demographic shifts as well, education level. And right now, Joe Biden with a 
pretty sizable lead in this county. And we know Maricopa right now, for the most part, is done counting with the exception of mail-in ballots. That should be a positive sign for Democrats as well. However, only 86% reporting, as you know, the Trump campaign, Martha McSally, the Republican Senate candidate, making clear they want people to keep counting. They want to see how this goes. They want to see how this moves around over the course of the results coming in. But for now, Joe Biden with a pretty substantial lead to flip a state. So where do we go from there? Let's go to Georgia. You mentioned Georgia. Georgia at various points of the night yesterday seemed like it was pretty heavily headed towards Donald Trump's category. Right now, it's up in the air. 92% reporting Donald Trump with 102,000 votes. And the reason why, the reason why is right here. The reason why is the same reason Democrats thought, thought perhaps this was the year that Georgia would head their way. Specifically, Fulton County, largest county in the state, 10% of the population has been stuck at 80% reporting for the better part of the last. How are they stuck at 80% reporting? Why? Because they know they have ballots for Trump that they are flipping. They are trying to see what the other counties have so that way they can, uh, you know, distribute. This is where we have eyes on, on everything. Now, I saw some, some alarming alarming, uh, you know, news coming out that the National Guard has been activated. <laughs> the National Guard has been activated in Wisconsin to help count the ballots. But the question is, who activated the National Guard? Because it's a different type of activation when a governor says so and when a president says so. If the governor says so, then the National Guard must abide by the words and directives of the governor only, unless the president of the United States overrides the governor with a declaration. The same goes, so in that sense, if the president was to say, you need to report this, but the governor has said, you are not reporting this when he activated them, they are not obliged. This is why the National Guard is a problem. Remember, it's the National Guard that works with the United Nations. It's the National Guard that works with NATO. It's the National Guard that gives the governors the power they have. People do not understand that nuance. Hence why we don't have a space guard because no one can control Space Force unless they are the president of the United States of America. Oh, and by the way, Space Force has got all of this. If you are somebody who has sat there and pulled out ballots from a bag, a box, deleted or destroyed, I am telling you, they have eyes all over you. You could be sitting right now on the toilet, listening to me, watching me, whatever it is. They can see right through your roof if they want to. The technology we have blows your mind. You can't fathom it. You think you're untouchable. You're not. We have everything we need. Everything. Keep that in mind whenever you decide that you're going to do something. Eight or nine hours, if I'm correct. Right now, look at that margin. But no reports of irregularities, None no reports of a problem, yeah, nothing about a broken we'll, we'll, pipe, nothing about we can't find the votes. I mean, that's an important distinction. I believe there was actually a broken pipe. Earlier in the night. Right. I'm saying no, there no. really was. There <laughs> yeah, was a report a where they said yeah. a room where they were holding ballots had a broken pipe, but that was it. None of the. There was a broken pipe. Is that how you explain people coming into the building that weren't supposed to be in the building? Yeah, you know, we infiltrated that too, right? I'm just letting you know. Ballots were reported as destroyed or they can't be counted or anything like that. That went away as an issue as far as we know. Right. And, and again, to 
we should preface everything with everything that's happening right now is exactly what happens in every other election. It's just that there's more mail-in ballots. It takes longer to count. Some states aren't allowed to process until later. That's why you've seen some of the Midwest sta states take so long. They're just counting ballots right now that were done or finished or completed in the right time based on the election. Right. We so, have seen nothing, just, just to make it clear. Nobody has counted any ballots that were not anticipated being counted in exactly the order that has been done so, right? Why? Because you have to address what the president said. He put it out into the universe. And now, as we see, a lot of his followers are worried. Why? Because you got a divided country and there's been a hell of a show of strength by the president and their followers and fraud, cheating, stealing. We have literally seen none of it. And there are plenty of Republican officials who could be sounding a clown? We haven't seen none of it. I mean, what are we seeing right now? Because I'm totally confused, Fredo. I am so confused, Fredo. I'm confused because kind of looks like super cheating right now. Oh, we had a pipe burst, but nothing was damaged. But that's where all the ballots were. That leaves unauthorized personnel to come in at a drop of a hat. Hey, plumber, come in with your tools rolled in on tubs. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> See, that's the key. But you're not seeing anything. Look over here. There's no, what? Fraud? No, no, no. It's totally normal that we discover 183,000 ballots in Michigan and all of them, all of them are for Biden and not for one of the other four people that were running in that state. Uh, but yeah, you know, nothing to see here. That's totally normal. What are the odds of that? Not even one for Jorgensen. What was the other guy's name? Howie. And then they had a, another dude. I don't remember what his name was. So it's pretty, pretty insane. And the thing is, they're all in on it. The whole world is in on it. The whole world huh, wants to make sure that the chains they got around us. In the state, you look at this margin right here. What was the 2016 margin? Joe Biden's doing better than Hillary Clinton right now in this state. Democrats want to roll up huge vote in Fulton County. They still got 20% of the vote to do so. You can move over to DeKalb County right now. 80% reporting in DeKalb. Look at that margin. That's, look at that margin. Mm. That's Democratic vote. So we don't know where this is going to end up. But the reason Georgia is where it is right now, 102,000 votes ahead, when your biggest, biggest Democratic strongholds have yet to come in to completion, means Georgia right now still up in the air. Let's move up to North Carolina. North Carolina has felt has seemed more solidly in Donald Trump's camp over the course of the last several hours, but there's still 95% reporting, 76,000 votes. Guys, this type of reporting and this like, oh, my gosh, we have like 3000 votes here. All of them are going to go to Biden. So we definitely can win this. So it feels totally like the type of stuff that I would do when it's like, oh, my gosh, that shirt doesn't fit. But if I breathe in like this, jump like this, stretch like this, maybe it'll button. No, that's not the way it works. So this is just so horrific. There aren't enough outstanding votes in order to substantiate their claims. Not only that, I mean, let's do some quick math. So we've got 350 million people in the United States. Uh, American citizens, 340 million, right? Out of those 340 million, half of them are ineligible to vote due to age, felonies, et cetera, et cetera. So that means about 160 million can vote. 
So the average amount on a normal election for people to vote is 50% turnout. That includes mail-in absentee and in person. So let's just assume this election is insane. The most you're going to see is 70% turnout. And so if 70% turnout of 160 million is, well, let's see, half, half, half of it, right? Half of it is what, 75, 80. So we're talking 85 million people. Damn. How's that possible? I mean, we're, we're counting over 120 million votes. Either we have more people voting or there's some ineligible voters or some double voting. I, you know, math is my forte, man. And the numbers are just not adding up. The numbers are just like way too huge. So, uh, you know, I'm so confused. I am so confused as to how it is that they decide that there's more voters out there. I mean, we did do the census. Remember that? We did the census. Remember how I told you they came to our house three times? Three times? So how is it that in a county of, you know, 50,000 people, they receive 85,000 votes? I, I, I don't seem to understand how that happened. Because this is where it is. You guys want to pick those states and we're going to pick the other ones. We're going to even pick the blue ones in California. We want a full audit. Because obviously you're claiming so much money. We have the census. We see how many kids are registered. We see how many of them are American citizens. We see how many people work. We see how many people pay taxes. And if your county tells us that there's only 48,000 people in there, but you counted 82, 80, 83,000. I'm not going to name the county because I don't want to get stricken. So you have 83,000. That, that's double the amount of the people that actually live in your county. So I am very confused. And you know what? People aren't looking at the red states. The red states actually have this much fraud too. The red states, damn, North Dakota, completely fixed, complete to keep the same people in the same places because they're all rhinos. So nobody's looking at the red states and we don't have to right now. We're going to do that later. No one is looking at anything. I mean, look at Florida. Oh, it's red. So we're not going to pay attention. What do you mean? You're not going to pay attention. Broward County. What about West Palm Beach? Because I could tell you there was some extra, what? A hundred thousand votes. Pretty odd. Pretty odd. And how were those hundred extra thousand votes equivalent to the ones you threw out and spoiled? So they're going to get caught. So they got caught, finished. And for every single American citizen that sat there and voted for Joe Biden, you should be ashamed of yourself. You didn't even pick Joe Biden to be your presidential candidate. They picked him. The majority of them wanted commie Bernie Sanders. And yet these stupid commies voted for Joe Biden, knowing that he was just pushed. Their, their ideas were pushed aside. So they really don't care that their voices are not being heard. They really do not care. They're just like, oh, well, anything but Trump. Why? Um, cause that's what they tell us. So we're just going to stick with it. Now, 
And look at them grasping for straws. When something has reported 100%, how do you have more ballots to count is the key question. If the state county reporter is saying 100%, how do you have outstanding votes left over? Like this one. Ooh, there's 15 votes at stake. Man. So where's the lady with the big fat purse? I want to see her. Vote lead up in the air right now. We haven't called it. I think the big question has always been, look at the biggest counties. These are the Democratic strongholds, 94% reporting in Wake County. This is home of Raleigh, the research triangle, heavy education here, suburbs as well. Uh, will this kick out more vote? I don't know that there's an expectation. It will get about 6% left. We'll keep an eye on it as it comes through. North Carolina right now, uh, Republicans happy with what they see. We'll see how that goes going forward. Here's where things get really, really interesting. We've been talking about it the last several hours. I'll start with Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, right now, Donald Trump with a 618,000 vote lead. That's dropped a little bit over the course of the last 20 or 30 minutes. Why is that up in the air? When you look at 618,000 votes, well, I'll tell you, 700 or 75% reporting right now, and it's what's not reporting that is the biggest outstanding issue. Right in here, these are Democratic counties traditionally. These are Democratic strongholds traditionally. Even those two red counties right there, Bucks can go back and forth a little bit. We'll see how that goes. But Philadelphia, only 56% reporting right now. Look at the margin. Look at what's happening. Look what happened in 2016. Look at the top line vote. 584,000 votes right now. 350,000. In a record-setting election year, there's a lot more vote to come in. A Although lot more vote to come in. 15% has come in overnight, and it hasn't changed the state of play well, that yeah, much. I'll get, to, I'll get to the bigger picture in a second. But it's the reason, the reason why people are still looking at Pennsylvania, even though Donald Trump is ahead by 620 some odd thousand votes is because these main strongholds haven't come in. You do Philadelphia, you do the collar counties, you do Pittsburgh and Allegheny as well. All of those with major outstanding vote. However, however, Donald Trump has hit margins in the Western part of the state exactly like they wanted to. Donald Trump has turned out the voters that people said he couldn't do again back in 2016. Donald Trump is currently up by nearly 620,000 votes in Pennsylvania. 75% reporting. We'll see how that comes in over the rest of the night. Let's move over to Michigan. Another crucial, crucial former blue wall state. Donald Trump won by 10,000 votes back in 2016. Now under 200,000 votes in a lead. 80% reporting. You look at this, the state he won by 10,000 votes. You say he's winning by 200,000 200, votes. 200,000 votes. By the way, that was a big part of his speech that like, why aren't they giving me Michigan? So answer the question. We'll get, we'll explain with more clarity when we get to Wisconsin, why there's shifts that are happening. But when it comes to Detroit, you start right here. Wayne County, largest county in the state, 18% of the population, 48% reporting. 52% of this vote is still outstanding. And you look at the top line numbers right now, 58.6% to 39%, but it's, so it's 250,000 votes. So you got another half of that. So you have like 225,000 votes or so. Roughly. And give or take, we'll see how turnout comes in. But again, if you want to top line it, look at Hillary Clinton back in 2016, 519,000 votes. That was considered a bad turnout year. Joe Biden well beneath that right now. And what that says is it's not a bad turnout year so much as it is. There's a lot of vote to come in. You can even come up here. 85% reporting in Oakland County. You look at the margins here. You look at the margins here. Suburbs moving out, moving out. A big part of what Democrats did in 2018. And they do it again tonight, today, whatever day it is. Move over into Macomb County. Wednesday. A great county. It's, it's, it's Wednesday, and we're going to be doing this all day long because they haven't given us any indication about when no, they're giving us numbers. We have not gotten that. Macomb County, you look at the margin here. I don't think most Republicans would say that that's a realistic margin, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I, I think the biggest issue right now in Michigan 
Biggest issue in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, the biggest variable we still don't have answers to, we've started to get some of them in Wisconsin, I'll get to that in a second, is we know where outstanding vote is. We know the composition of the counties traditionally. We don't know the composition of the outstanding vote in terms of if it's male, and a lot of it is male right now because these are count or these are states that were counting male last, counting those votes last. How heavily democratic does it lean? Tell me, tell me lies. Let's go refill that coffee cup real quick. Tell me sweet little lies. All right, guys, I'm back. He'd go to the moon, but we don't have that technology yet. <laughs> That's what he says. We don't have any TI-84s. Are you kidding? So here we are entering into unknown territory, uncharted waters, as they say in the Navy, uncharted waters. And what we have to do is stand firm, stand firm, and just listen to our president. Because like I told you two years ago, to the day tomorrow, remember, remember the 5th of November. And that was important. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten. Guy Fox, Guy Fox, it was his intent to blow up the king and the parliament. Three score barrels of powder below, poor old England to overthrow. By God's providence, he was catched with a dark lantern and burning match. Holla boys, holla boys, make the bells ring. Holla boys, holla boys, God save the king. Hip, hip, hooray. Funny how Guy Fox wanted to take out a bad government. And yet now we have the crown colluding with the rest of the world and these insane, insane, insane people that cannot let go of power. Can we call them people? Can we even give them that title? Can we call them just persons, personas, persons? They don't want to let go of power and they are ready they are on the ready. And I'm going to tell you, huh? Millie Weaver told you so. And I am going to, again, remind you just how long we've been reporting this. Because it's very important that people understand just how they are not letting this go. This was planned. They began their 100-day siege months ago. Millie Weaver reported it just a couple days before she was taken out for her reporting. Because if the world actually paid attention to the content of Shadowgate 1 and Shadowgate 2, they would understand who's behind the coup. This is not a drill. I repeat, this is not a drill. A Marxist youth bloody revolution has been initiated. Our 
Undercover just recorded Sunrise Movement's announcement of a nationwide 100-day siege on the eve of the Bohemian Grove cremation of care ritual, changing their Sunrise logo into the wide-awake, all-seeing eye. We know there's a lot that's going to be stopping Black and brown people and young people from voting. Polling places are being shut down, and we've heard that Trump has called for 50K poll watchers, which we all know that means there's going to be an army of terrorizers to scare black and brown people from voting. It's going to be rough. So they claim they're... They claim that will, there will be an army of people terrorizing individuals from voting. Hold on, because I need to show you the terrorizers. I caught them. I reported them. And I saw them in Cleveland. Yeah, they failed there too. Uh, could be because they were reported. Let me show you. So where are my videos? So let me show you the illegalities that happened. So yesterday, I was poll watching all day. So here is one video. Oh, I couldn't believe this one. I'll show you that one too. But here's one video that I took. Um, and they hid themselves. So they were on the grounds. This is where you exit to leave the polling station. And they actually put, they stood up uh, um, a metal bin with handouts. Just, just look, they were heading out. Guess what? I believe they were handing out mail-in ballots. But my damn stupid, you know, uh poll observer, ba you know, bad showed and she hid herself the minute she saw it because the guy was telling me, hey, you want a mail-in ballot? You can mail it off today and it'll still count. Take a listen. That was me. I was trying to record. Okay, so I, I wanted to explain. Yeah, I didn't get it because... Somebody was calling me on the phone. That ring was my phone that was recording via Snapchat. I caught them. And they claim to be a nonpartisan group. Here's another one. This is completely illegal. Look at what this guy was doing. Biden-Harris mask. Right? Right? How crazy. How 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 crazy and insane is that? I caught them. I saw it all. I reported it all. How crazy is it? How insane is it? It's completely insane. And see, Guy Fawkes was uh, praised as a revolutionary that he wanted to overthrow, listen, the crown, right? Um, now we have the crown on the holiday of the, uh, on, on, on the day of their eve of almost destruction, trying to destroy our nation. Hmm. And so Millie reported about the 100-day siege, right? Well, here it is where, you know, suddenly uh, we have protests erupting on election night. Almost like we told you so. Almost like they're coming for you. Why? Because if you're in disarray and there's protests, you're not going to be paying attention to what? Them getting sued, people getting arrested for stealing the elections, for pulling out ballots from their handbags and little boxes. And when there's, oh, we had a leak from the plumber's little box that comes in with all these tools to fix it.
That's what's happening. Uh, about the protests and some of the unrest across the country that we're preparing for uh, is our great panel. Uh, the host of Rob Smith is Problematic, Rob Smith, uh, along with former director of social justice for the 2016 Bernie Sanders campaign, Tenzlin Figaro, and Kareth uh, Foster is here, an independent voter uh, who has her own consulting company. Uh, first off, uh, Kareth, let's start with you. What are they protesting? Brian, uh, you know what? A lot of people are angry right now. I get it. We knew going in half the country was going to be upset about this, but this is not the way that we handle it. This is not the way to, you know, you have your rage, but channel it in a way that brings people together. How about volunteering in underserved neighborhoods, not contributing to destruction and, and disarray? Like this isn't going to help anybody with anything. It's not going to help businesses. It's not going to help people right. in their communities. We, we got to do better. Yeah, Rob, I do not think any of those people burning the flag wanted to serve you ziti in a homeless shelter. So that is somewhat of an issue. If you don't, don't even have a verdict, can't you pause your fake anger until you actually know what you're angry at? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, look, these... Um cities and, and these businesses were boarded up over the past week. We saw this happening uh, in Beverly Hills. We saw it happening in New York City. We saw it happening in D.C. And they were not boarded up because they thought Trump uh, voters were going to revolt. They were boarded up because of Biden voters. Now, we have seen this stuff over the past few months with how they've reacted with all of this rioting in all of these different cities. They have been trained to right. react if they don't get their way in this violent way. And they you know, thought that things weren't going their way last night. Right. Can I go to you, uh, Tesla? And let's talk about Kenosha. We know about the riots. We know the president went there. We know these cities were destroyed because of the shooting that took place. And uh, we see where this went. Uh, Kenosha seems to have gone heavily for the president of the United States. Technically, it's under his watch, but he's not in control of every city, Tesla. And you think the voters digested that? Well, first, I'm an independent voter. I think that's really important to say. Uh, but the same way you said that it happened on his watch, uh, that's the same thing that we're seeing with the other protesters. If he's not in control of what happened with Kenosha, then he's also not in control of what happened uh, right now on the West. And that goes the same for the left. It's also not in control of people exercising their uh, their right to protest. As a veteran, I would say that people certainly have the right to protest. Whether people agree with the timing of the protest or not uh, is another conversation. Uh, but the reality of it is, People do have a right. And guess what? It's just a handful of people. Millions of people voted last night. Right. So I'm really not buying into this fear factor that, oh, you know, there's going to be a civil war that starts tomorrow. The bottom line is most Americans will be clocking into work like they normally do uh, in, in twi on, on Twitter uh, during their break and uh, so that they can pay their bills on next week. So this is not some massive disarray that's about right. to happen all over the country. There will be people who are upset uh, because fear has been stoked on both sides of the Republicans as well as Democrats. All right. I want to work my way around here and talk about what didn't happen. What didn't happen. There is no blue wave. There's a battle for the Senate. Uh, it's going to be razor thin if the Democrats get it or the Republicans get it. What didn't happen is a bunch of Democratic uh, Republican states didn't turn blue like Florida, Texas and Kansas. You want to take that, Karith? Uh, Are you surprised about what didn't happen, even though there's a lot we still don't know? Listen, there is a lot we don't know. I, I'm in here in Dallas, I'm in Texas, and I'll be honest, I was very surprised by the amount of Biden signs that I saw, um, almost as many Trump as many Trump signs. Um, I, I'm not surprised because, you know, the Democrats, 
God love them. They, they need to get their message under control. You know, there is a reason why so many people, especially people of color, are leaving the Democratic Party. You know, I also am an independent. And, you know, we have a problem right now with bringing people together. And to just assume that you would have all of the votes of people from a certain demographic, as I mentioned yesterday, right. that's um, that's that's really dangerous and it's insensitive. And you know what? I think right. they've learned their lesson. They're learning the message. They're hearing the message. Twenty. 20 seconds uh, real quick, Rob. Uh, it doesn't look like the American people wanted a revolution. No, the blue wave was a pipe dream. I don't know what anybody was smoking when they thought that Texas was going to flip blue. And the polls were all wrong, just like they were in 2016. There's a lot of lessons to be learned here. And we're going to learn them over the next few days. Uh, Tesla, and it looks like whether it's President Biden or President Trump, uh, they're not going to have the votes in the Senate to uh add states, uh, overthrow the Electoral College, uh, and, and get rid of the filibuster. Well, it's going to be a lot of stuff that's not going to happen. You know, I the votes are still out. I, I hate to speculate. I know that's a part of our job to see how things shake up. But uh, like we just said, uh, people just bottom line didn't know what they were talking about, just like in 2016. So we just have to wait to get these votes in. But when they do, rest assured, I have a whole list of things uh, that I can point out <laughs> that went wrong uh, as far as on the left uh, side of things. So we'll just see how it shakes up. But as it's looking now, this is a competitive race. And guess what? not a competitive race there is no way he can lose there is there, there is no way he doesn't have the votes they already fractured the votes they already separated them they already pushed it and you know the protests were simply a warm-up that you saw already because they're coming and here's where it's going to come uh circling back to what i had told you was going to happen but just listen to what the um former New York police uh, uh, department's commissioner had to say about these uh, protests. You this morning, uh, first off, your reaction to what we saw in our streets across the country last night, it looked like it was peaceful. Do you think it was? I think it was mostly peaceful last night, but this is just a warm up. Today has been declared a national day of protest. So you're going to have hundreds of protests throughout uh, the country. Uh, the one of them is called shut down Washington, D.C. So I think we've just seen the uh, the beginning and the fact that, uh, you know, we had this uncertain situation, I think will only uh, increase the period of time that we'll see uh, uh, demonstrations. I think the good news is that the police departments throughout America have been practicing and were caught short a little bit by the demonstrations after the George Floyd death. And there's been a lot of tabletop exercises, and uh, I think we're in much better shape to handle demonstrations uh, nationally. But, but, Ray, do we know what they want? Why is it National Protest Day? What specifically are they asking for? I mean, it's just extraordinary to me. Uh, and, and when a winner is announced, are you expecting this to really bubble up? Is it a different scenario if Joe Biden wins versus if President Trump wins? Well, what a lot of these groups say that it's not results focused. Uh, irrespective of who ultimately wins, they're still going to have these demonstrations. They were scheduled for a long time for today. Again, they weren't looking at who was going to uh, necessarily win the, the election. So uh, a lot of them have to do with uh, police reform. Uh, they just want to continue. Someone keeps asking who will win. I mean, we already know we already won. This is just okay. So this is just a distraction. I'll tell you uh, what I mean. So they're starting up this coup and we'll go back to this because he says some really important things, but this is a coup.
Remember when I told you that a lot of the right media is not reporting about uh, the, um, you, you know, they didn't report Shadowgate because then we could have, if it had exploded, uh, you know, for them, because we've been working on it in the background, you know, we've been in contact with actual authorities. We've been giving them this information. We've got them dead to rights. So just because, you know, I'm, I'm upset because there's a lot of you that follow this conservative media that is not doing it for you. Listen, this coup, you have to, you have to sit back and think about this. When they went for our president with this fake dossier that was used, the dossier uh, was manufactured to reinforce Hillary Clinton's supposed email hack, right? So if the do if the dossier was created to pin it on President Trump for a story that they already made to fabricate the fact that Hillary Clinton's emails and it's not, you know, kitty diddling emails. We're talking the whole enchilada. OK, if we had the whole world colluding and the whole world colluding for a virus that has eradicated the flu, actually, no one's dying from the flu. We had all of this. Can you not fathom that the damn blue check marks, the ones that you love so much, the ones that you follow, Fox News, all of them, all of them are in on it too? I mean, can your mind not fathom that? I mean, after all, the whole world was against one man, our president and our freedoms, and you can't see that? You can't see that? Come on. They're all in it. And what did I tell you? The reason they didn't report, the reason Millie, because just because we're reporting now all the stuff on, you know, this coup and Millie putting it out after Shadowgate, do you think that we didn't provide this information before? Do you think when we're infiltrating these movements that we're not sending this stuff to the FBI? Of course we are. They knew exactly what we were doing. They knew every single point step that we were doing before Millie's arrest. So they knew that it wasn't just us naming the names. It was that we knew their plan and we were exposing it. And this started last year. When we analyzed the whole cryptography, you know, how they were stealing the votes, we screwed them on that. We completely screwed it. That's why they went to mail-in ballot. That's why they pulled the trigger on, you need to social distance. We have to vote by mail because they lost that fight. We killed it. So now I did tell you that the reason that the right-wing media was not reporting wasn't because they're losers and they're like, oh, we hate Millie Weaver. Oh, we don't like Tori because she's like, uh -uh. no, it's not that. It's not petty like that. It's because they wanted it. Why? Because they wanted another Charlottesville. You want to see how that happened? Here you go. Look at what I, oops, wrong one, wrong screen. Look at that. Almost like I knew what, because like I told you, just because we, if we have infiltrated the left's little chat rooms and signals, we've also infiltrated the rights. I mean, some of them, after listening to my show a couple of days ago, deleted their signal rooms, but nothing is safe from eyes of those that are righteous. Remember that. So, whoa, look at that. What happened?
Proud Boys leader one of four stabbed after he was jumped by BLM in DC. I mean, hold on. Why are you down there? Why are you instigating? Why are you there when you know they're armed, dangerous, and they've got VSESs, SESs, Department of Homeland Security, Metro PD, FBI, and other freaking spooks and people within federal agencies helping them? Why would you go down there? Oh, let me guess. Because you want to huh, create another Charlottesville. So where's that report? Let's see. Up next. Can we like do the report? New York Post. Where's the report? Why is it showing me a baby crab Cheerio? Where's the report? Maybe I'll refresh this because it's showing me the tiny thing. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's a still image. Is there a video? There it is. Watch this video. Wait, let's pause it and make it bigger for everyone. Almost like I knew. It's like... What? This is why the Posobiecs and whatnot didn't report when they should have reported. Not because they were salty and they wanted to do their regular, you know, he used to steal a lot of stories from Laura Loomer and pretend it was his. Like everybody knows what a loser he is. But it's not because of that. It's because they wanted this. They wanted this. They wanted it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. Black Lives Matter over here. Hey. Hey. Hey! Gotta help him. I'm bleeding. I know, but you gotta help him. They stabbed me. They stabbed me. They stabbed Beverly and Beatty right now. Oh my gosh, right? Or you stabbed her punch. They stabbed her damn in the back, the probably the kid. Oh my god, you've got tons of blood coming out of your neck. Yes, I do. Okay, hey, hey, come over here. Follow me. Follow me, follow me, follow me. So who told them to go there? Why did they go there? These people are vicious. Didn't I tell you that they're going to kill you? That they've got weapons? Did I not say that? Why did they go there? They stabbed her. They stabbed him. Why did they go there? Tell me, why did they go there? That's the question you should all ask yourself. Why? When they knew. Why? When they knew. You see? Because they wanted another Charlottesville. And these people, like Bev, she went there because she believes in her cause. That's what they pounce on. This military-industrial complex panders on your, your uh, want to be out there, your excitement, your passion, right? Just like the left exploits, you know, the dildo-waving children and the ones that hate the world, right? They exploit everything. And so I told you, didn't I? But, you know, I'm just good at Googling things. This is what's happening. Proud Boys are great, you know, proud Americans. And they're not all white. They're not white supremacists. They have a mix of everybody in there. But the people that fund or drive are the ones that are moving them. You know, there was a there was a clip. Um, there was a certain portion from. Have you guys ever seen my big fat Greek wedding? So um, the the mom or soon to be mother in law said um, he is the head of the house, but the wife is always the neck. Mm? Yes. So what do we see here? 
They may be the head of their movements, but who is their neck? Their neck is the military industrial complex, the ones that are getting paid. Remember when, you know, that um, grifter, that liar, Ali Alexander, came out after us? He was paid by really important people to start that, you know, campaign against campaign and push and push. And when he was paid to do that, other people didn't really jump in because some people know exactly who I am. And they know that I will pull out and I have no problem publishing all their signals and DMs because I got it all if I want to. I mean... I don't have it in my possession right now, right? Don't need a raid or anything. But <laughs> I can I can I can get it because we have infiltrators everywhere. See, there's some people that sleep, right? Everything. Dead to rights. And they know it. That's why they deleted their signal group and some of their DMs and some of their Gmails. You forgot your drafts. You know, this is the way they operate. Now, it's because the cheating, right, is to show the news. But at the same time, they want the rioting to keep you busy about safety. So they've split you in two. And Pelosi actually explained in... Um, in August and just a couple weeks ago, how they're going to inaugurate their own president. Doesn't matter about location. So there's going to be a White House and they're going to make their own capital. Yes, they are. That's their plan. Huh. But their plan didn't involve, I don't know, time travelers or something. So Sarah Westall sent me this. Let me show it to you. Remember where I was talking about the votes, how it's so weird that, um, there we go. She sent me this. I guess she, maybe she heard. Look, all the new votes just went to Biden, not one for someone else. What are the odds, man? What are the odds that from that to that, but everyone else stayed the same? Not even one went to Howie or Blankenship or Jorgen, nothing, nothing. What are the odds? <laughs> I could tell you, you have the odds of winning the lottery 20 million times as opposed to this happening. You see how they work? You see how they're corrupt? But we already know. So why am I telling you this? Because I told you, do not post who the winner is. They will take you down. Do not share who the winner is. L they will take you down. Do not leave your house with your weapons because you believe that you need to protect yourself because that's exactly what they want. They want you to go out there and cause a war. They want blood to spill. They stole elections across the nation. So many people, what happened to Laura? Um, yeah, it's called stealing the elections. What happened to this? stealing the elections. What happened to this? Stealing the elections. Don't worry. It'll be fixed because everything is going to be fine. I've told you. Hmm. Tomorrow is the key. Tomorrow is the initiation of that. And I've said this before, said it again. The 5th of November is going to be terrifying to many. But again, all you have to do is sit back and just let it be. Listen to your president and no one else. That's it. You don't need anyone else. Anyone. Now, I want to show you something that a friend of mine sent me. It's a graphic. 
but it is so true. And it's so despicable. I'm going to tweet it out, actually. Okay, there we go. That way I can share it with the world, too. It's a great graphic. Let me share it with you guys. Tells you everything. It's so horrific. Come on, do a civil war. Who's the dildo pushing them? Hmm? Who's the dildo? Yeah, it's the people that we've been exposing in Shadowgate. You see why so much controversy circled it? You see why the first tweet I tweeted out from my dormant account tweet words was what? Here I am. I'm serving Crow. I knew. I didn't know all the details because you can't remember things like that. When you peak, you can only remember what you can. That's it. Look at this. We caught them red-handed. Evidence in hand. Stay tuned. Hmm. Like I said, dead to rights. Dead to rights. There is no going back, guys. They're dead to rights. And we've got it all. There is nothing. There is absolutely nothing they can do to stop what's coming. Absolutely nothing. They can cry.
Notably, as we now are really squarely in the counting of the absentee ballots, I think it's important to note uh, that as we look over the record-breaking voter turnout in this election, where over 5 million citizens voted, uh, two-thirds of that, 3.2 million citizens at least, voted absentee. So over the past several hours and indeed through the night, what we have been, what's been happening here on the ground in Michigan, all throughout the state, are bipartisan groups of election workers tabulating those ballots effectively, methodically, and securely. Now this meticulous process is, is all about and focused on ensuring every absentee ballot, ballot is counted accurately and fairly. The, we have many secure protocols in place to confirm the validity of every ballot. And in fact, that's why the process takes so much time. Our goal is to ensure, again, we're being transparent, but also fully accurate, and that the public, you all, can trust the results of, of, the, of the results as an accurate reflection. Did she just say, trust me? Yeah, nobody trusts you. Sorry. You sound very nervous. I can tell you from someone that uses the the sound. Let's just so because I listen in on a lot of things, it's important for me to be able to understand changes of tone of voice when uh, someone is reading a script, when someone is nervous, when someone is anxious. And right now, I can tell you, if I couldn't see her face, which says it all over, that she is terrified. And she is reading a teleprompter, but she is terrified. She is terrified, guys. She's terrified. She knows she got caught. She's in a lot of trouble. What did I tell you about the Secretary of State? That's right. ...of the will of the people. Now, importantly, as we go through this counting, as the county is completed, boards at the county and state levels that are also comprised of people from both parties will then review the procedures and counts of the entire elections before the results are certified as official. Uh, so that's the process we're in right now, the beginning of that first tabulation. And when we have that first unofficial tabulation, which we hope will come sometime within the next 24 hours, we will then begin the process of finalizing and with additional secure protocols, moving towards an official tabulation, which could take even more time. Now, notably, you may be thinking, why are we still waiting to hear from Michigan and why are they still counting our ballots? Well, for about 18 months, the election clerks throughout the state of Michigan and I called on our state legislature to update our laws to provide time for pre-processing of ballots that were on par with many other states, like our neighbors in Ohio, who were able to count the vast majority of their ballots yesterday. Now, our state legislature chose not to make that change to our laws, and here we are in Michigan where accounting, our counting process is continuing long after the polls have closed. But rest assured, we're focused on counting every single ballot. That's our focus. Every single valid ballot in Michigan will be counted. And importantly, also, right now, there are tens of thousands of ballots that still need to be counted. Jurisdictions have been reporting throughout the morning, uh, as many of you know and have been following. But the information I have is that ballots are still being counted in our largest jurisdictions, including Detroit, Grand Rapids, Flint, Kalamazoo, and numerous other Michigan cities and townships. Now, these ballots were cast by tens of thousands of Michigan citizens who have the right to have their vote counted. And we're going to make sure that right is protected. We're going to ensure that the results of our elections accurately reflect every single valid vote that was cast. Uh, and this is particularly important in close races, as the numbers of outstanding ballots are still greater than the margin of difference between many 
many races with leading candidates. So at this point, I ask for patience out of respect to the will of our voters and the work of our election workers who are volunteering in communities all across the state to serve the public and are committed to ensuring an accurate count. Now, I continue to expect, though I had for weeks said we expect, so it's great to see the process working. It's great to see that, that throughout this election, more citizens voted in Michigan than ever before. It's great to see that more citizens, two-thirds of the electorate, voted absentee than, and, than ever before. And it's really encouraging to see that yesterday, throughout the day, over 28,000 eligible citizens registered and voted on Election Day. The vast majority of those were young voters under the age of 30. So it's a great story coming out of Michigan today. It's a story that's a reflection of people in every community rising up to ensure their votes are counted and their voices are heard. And now our job is to make sure we do right by them and make sure we do count every valid vote so that their voices can be heard. So I also call on everyone who's watching this election, every everyone who's on the ballot in this election, to join us in respecting the work of our election workers here in the state of Michigan, respecting the voters, and, and the clerks who have together worked to ensure that our, uh, we are seeing this high level of participation all across the state. As results come in. Wow, she's like dry swallowing. She's like, she's so nervous. She's toast. She's going to jail. She's definitely going to jail. Like this woman is definitely going to get caught. And she knows it. And she's banking on it. And they've got something over her head that's pretty cray-cray. Now, watch this report by CNN on how they say uh, the votes moved into Biden's favor. This is really important. Just listen to the words. They tell you everything. All right. Welcome back. This is CNN special live coverage, 1031 a.m. on the East Coast. Why am I giving you the time? Well, if you managed to sleep last night, things changed. You may have gone to bed thinking this election was headed one way, and then you woke up and you saw things were different and maybe trending, trending increasingly in other direction. Phil Mattingly at the Magic Wall, you've got a neat tool to show this. Yeah, look, so this is the map right now, right? We've been talking about this for the last several hours. It's shifted in the last several hours, but what was happening beforehand? You can talk to a lot of people who, if they were big Trump fans, big Trump supporters, went to bed probably pretty happy. Big Biden supporters, not super happy. So let's kind of track through this. I want to walk through how things have changed. This is at 1 a.m. in the morning. Look at Nevada. Look at Wisconsin. Look at Michigan. Look at Pennsylvania. Well, just keep Pennsylvania where it is. Flip to two. All of a sudden, Nevada flips. All of a sudden, Wisconsin starts to flip. Sorry, this is 5 a.m. This is 5 a.m. One more. Michigan as well. So I'll take all these off, and I want to watch it again, because just the progression throughout the night yeah. as we were live on television talking about this as it happened, as things looked very, very good for the, for the Trump campaign, particularly in the Midwest, Pennsylvania into the Midwest, Nevada as well. So we're waiting for votes to come in. 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 9.05 a.m., and you just watched it. And we talked about the progression over the last several hours, the progression in Wisconsin, the progression in Michigan, progression that may be happening in Pennsylvania. There's a reason for it. Explain. Yes. So, look, the best way to do this, let me turn this off for a second, is I want to open the state of Ohio. We've done this a couple of times, and I think this is just the mm -hmm. best demonstration. Because for a lot of people who were paying attention early in the night, they were looking at Ohio, and they were looking at the turnout in Ohio, they were looking at the suburbs of Ohio, and they were saying, think back to did you guys see how many total votes are here? Hold on. I want you to see this. 68 million for Biden, 
65 million for President Trump. That means 130 million Americans voted. Excuse me. The math doesn't add up and math is my thing <laughs> because that's pretty at capacity, way over capacity on, um, I don't know how many people can actually fucking vote because excuse me, you're, you're saying more people that can actually vote, voted. This is insane. It is insane to think that more people than are eligible to vote in the United States of America actually voted already. But then we still have a couple million outstanding, of course. Stop. Stop. Do the math, guys. This is where it comes down to, damn, are they in trouble? Because we got the census. We did the census. So if we go by the census, we're over by at least 20 million eligible voters already. And, and they want more. So, you know, this is where it comes down to. So uh, how is it that 100 million people are pretty much registered and we've got, it's not 35,000 or 3,500. We're talking almost 35 million more people than, than seriously, this has never happened before. This is so correct. And they're not even done counting. They need time. They want to take their time, you know, because in some States, like Cleveland, uh, Ohio, and generally Ohio, the machines weren't working. And I'll tell you what I noticed. So I was a poll watcher and I could see everything that was going through. Everything. From, you know, the votes that were being counted, uh, the way they were putting it in, and what from 6.30 a.m. when they were all there, the machines were acting funny. So the machines themselves said, that they were expecting uh, a total of 6,200 votes between the two machines in that precinct alone, right? And I was at 9Q. That was the district that I was in, 9Q. And um, so I was watching them, and I, could, and I was standing right where the ballots were being fed. I was just standing. So I could see, first of all, I noticed that my ballot uh, in downtown Cleveland had President Trump first, and then it had Biden, and then this dude named Howie, and then Joe Jurgensen, right? And I think I tweeted out my ballot. I'm not sure, or maybe I just telegrammed it. But their ballot had Joe Biden first, President Trump, and then Howie, then Joe, then, then Howie, then Joe. So they had swapped it to put him at the top which is weird, but apparently there are batches that give them, you know, to give, we're not putting them first because of this, right? So that's number one, but that specific district in the heart of East Cleveland, I was in on East 105th street. Um, so I was in the heart of it, right? Where people were like threatening to slash the tires of some poll worker there. They were talking so much smack um, to each other. It was just so horrible. They all didn't trust each other and they were all Democrats uh, except for one Republican that was a school teacher. She was so cute too. And she was like the second in command. Anyway, so I was, I was watching the machines and I noticed that um, every time someone would put in a Biden ballot, right? Um, it would go in register and then come out 
So it was constantly doing that. When the Trump one went in, it would go in. And then the second sheet that they had to put in was giving them fuss and that would void ballot. So then they'd have to do another ballot. So it was avoiding a lot of ballots. So that was weird. And there were only like, maybe I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I saw only five, like for Trump in that whole place. And in the end, the only ballots they took are maximum 200. I'm telling you 200 max because the machines were saying that they were waiting for so many, but in the end, they didn't get even a small percentage of it, right? They only got like 10% turnout of what they expected from the people to vote. So I'm thinking, did the machines calculate the district with just the people that were left to vote because some mail-in balloted? Or how does that work? Here's another one. There were tons of ballots that they put to be reviewed by uh, the elect board. And these were people, there was a lady who came in, believe it or not, from Portage County and, or a man or yeah, whatever, and said they wanted to vote. And they were like, yeah, you're not supposed to be here. You need to go to Portage County. She was like, nope, I want to be here. They're like, well, if you vote, your vote may not be valid because you're not registered here to vote. And she was like, I don't care. I want to vote. There were tons of those. There were like 20, 30 of those. So we've got those to think about too. This is how they steal the tight election parts with these supposed affidavit type ballots too. So anyway, the machines were constantly rereading the Joe Biden votes. And what I noticed was that one of the machines uh, that didn't have an inspection sticker was reading the Biden votes, spitting them out five or six times. But the count was going up as ballots accepted. So, you know, I'm a poll watcher. All I could do is report it. I reported it, um, made phone calls, got with the lawyers, got with the people that were, um, you know, looking at it and all, and, you know, and then suddenly the other machine went down. So this is where, you know, they're, they're doing, it. and I'm talking from a very small precinct compared to the bigger ones. So these people on a mass scale. So imagine if in my small one, they had out of the 200, uh, 200 votes. And then they had like 20, you know, in the envelope for the, um, board of elections to look, imagine in a district where they had, you know, 10,000 people vote how many of those yellow folders are, how many of those invalid ones, because what they, when they had that bag and they were just dropping the ballots in there, when they had that bag, they found that there were ballots when they, you know, in the end they fed all those by themselves. So it was one Democrat, one Republican, and they were feeding the machines when they started to work in the evening, they were feeding those ballots. One ballot had picked like multiple presidents. So, but they were like, well, you know, they're not here. So we could tell them that they filled in too many bubbles. So, um, I guess, uh, we're going to put this in the red envelope and then the people will decide at the electoral board. So there were red envelopes too. So think of it that way for those that had machines down and were putting them in a box where they were just slipping them under or putting them in a box. Like the lady from Arizona said, Oh, we did it with a Sharpie and they'd slip it under those ballots are going to be looked at. And here's the thing in Arizona, if they don't scan it and they just slip it in, it doesn't count as a ballot that was cast. So they could delete those ballots and get rid of them. And no one would ever know too. So not only does it not read it, but it's, it's void, null and void. And what's funny is, is that these poll watchers that are helping you do it and it doesn't work the minute they see it's Trump, they're going to chuck it in the bin. And that's the way it goes. So these are all bought and paid for. So the question is, did, did, did Homeland Security and, um, 
the Justice Department heed to my warning back in January that they were uh, organizing to infiltrate the polls in respects to acceptance of ballots. And if that's the case, were they smart enough to slide in a poll watcher of their own by the county election board, slip them in to point out who was throwing out ballots? That's a question. Now, what do you think? Do you think President Trump didn't have someone in there? What do you think? Do you think that he just let them be? What do you think is the question? Do you think he let it go? Listen to Georgia. Listen to Georgia quickly, who gave an announcement of how their elections are going. Just just listen to his voice. Listen to what he's telling you about the elections in Georgia. Listen to this. Hold on paper ballot and like seeing their ballots tabulated by the scanner. This election puts to rest the debates inflamed by those in our state or not in our state who have looked to sow doubt about our systems and those who have wrongly claimed there's a lack of access to voting. Elections matter. Completing the general election is a huge hurdle crossed, but it's far from the end of our work. We will have immediately starting uh, today, working towards certifying this election and then preparing for state and local runoff elections on December 1st, and then the September uh, Senate runoff election between Senator Loeffler and Raphael Warnock on January 5th. This will require a monumental effort because we have a short window to get out absentee ballots for the December runoff to give voters time to return them. My team has sent reminders to counties to get all we repeat, all of our results counted today. Every legal vote will count. I know that many of you probably have some questions. Uh, just uh, yeah. You're a supporter of President Trump. You're also a state's top elected official. What do you say to people who are here to the crisis and are worried that votes today, votes well, I want everyone to know, the sound of my voice, that every legal vote in Georgia will count. And right now we have about 200,000 ballots that are left to be counted. With the absentee ballot process, uh, we counties worked on scanning those as many as they could. And then there are also about 40 to 50,000 early votes that need to be counted. Every legal vote will be counted. We are saying that every legal ballot will be counted in Georgia because that's our process. We follow state law. I hear you say that you want counts to be done today. Is that realistic in counties with tens of thousands of outstanding absentee ballots, counties run elections? I don't, I don't know if they'll get it done today. Have you I know you said you communicated with the counties asking them to complete it today, but is that actually possible? We're pushing really hard for that. If we can get that down, if we don't get it there, but we get the number so small that then there's no question of who actually the winner is, I think that'll be helpful. Really remove a lot of those questions that people might have. Yes, ma'am. When will you make a decision about which race to do a risk-limiting audit on? That'll be something I'll get with our election team, and we'll get that out as soon as we have that information. There's a word that the USPS was supposed to do a sweep of their facilities, make sure all the absentee ballots had been delivered and that in some places that didn't take place. Do you know if that happened here in Georgia? Is that any concern? Well, it would always be a concern. We want to make sure everything gets uh, to us. Uh, don't have anything uh, specific on that. But that's why we also instituted the absentee ballot drop boxes 
Our concern actually was that voters would wait too long and then be too late to mail. And that's why we had the absentee ballot drop boxes, which was very well received by uh, voters in Georgia. So you don't have the word that that took place in? Yeah, I don't have anything specific, but as soon as we do, we'll circle back and get that information out. Can I do a quick follow-up about can, can I keep with this man? Uh, do you have a breakdown of what counties still need to help their Well, it's uh, several counties, but we know that uh, DeKalb, Fulton, Forsyth, you know, uh, even has 7,000 voters. So it's really, you know, it's something when you have such a large number of absentee voters and then you have some early votes, it's really um, multiple counties and we're just knocking those down one at a time. So the state election board gave the counties the authority that they could begin the process of scanning the absentee ballots, which is very helpful. So I know that down in Muskogee County and Richmond County, they were really uh, current with everything they had received, but then all of a sudden we also had additional ballots come in on Monday and then Tuesday, so they're being dropped in. So they had to, they had to scan those. And so they'll be uh, getting that as soon as they can, but it is a two-page ballot. It just takes longer to, to get those ready for the scanning process. Is there another question back there? Well, I know that right now that we have, uh, uh, my numbers here were 52 to 50, uh, 54,000 at the cap. Right now we have 74,000 approximately uh, Fulton County absentees uh, and 43,000 uh, early votes in uh, Fulton County. And I have about 7,000 uh, right now in Forsyth. We'll get you the entire list because uh, it's just we make sure we include all the counties. Secretary, can you walk through what the rest of the election process looks like from the military ballots coming in to the auto certification process? What's the next part before we can say we're just certified? Well, the, the next process obviously will be make sure we get all the all the ballots counted, then also the UOCAVA, the overseas military ballots, you know, to get those in and have them incorporated in the vote totals. We're going to begin the uh, risk limiting all process later this week, which is really important. So many people uh, are not aware of that. This is the first time doing a statewide audit. And so what that will really give you, first of all, we have, I think, a higher confidence of voters. I know there's a lot of information out there, a lot of misinformation out there, and some that just lack of knowledge. And we, and we understand that. And that's why the risk limiting audit, what that will do will verify results. So if there's a race that was, say, reported a 51-49, we'll do the audit then we can verify what the result is and we have over a 90% confidence level. That gives people additional assurance. I think also having that paper ballot, voters were very uh, comfortable. They just gave them that comfort feeling that looked look at it before they cast their ballot. And that's a good thing also. Then by Friday, November 13th, we then will have the certification. So nothing is certain certified until after we do the risk limiting audit. And then with the, uh, with the presidential race well, if there's a race that was in a half percent, it is your right as a candidate that is close but not but not over the top that you could ask for a recount. So we actually could have a, a request for, say, a state representative, county commission race, or any race that's within half percent, and we'll just wait to get every ballot counted, and that's why it's very important we follow through the process. It'll, it'll be actually pulling out, uh, running those through, and then it'll be actually 
uh, seeing where that brings us, and then you're looking at the words that are on the on the ballot at some point. Uh, Mr. Secretary, can you explain what you know about those kind of regions and how apparently there are some issues with spamming or digging in thousands of ballots? Well, if they do, then they'll follow through that. That's the advantage of having the verifiable paper ballot, that you can rescan that. But that's, so that's why if, if some of the ballots do kick out, and the reason they kick out is everyone, if they don't fill out the ballot correctly or they put an X or they circle a name, that's why we have the adjudication panels, the Republican, Democrat, and then the election official. They have three sets of eyes on there to verify that. So we want at least a three, a two, one uh, you know, adjudication vote on each ballot so we can make sure that we capture the correct voter intent. If there are legal challenges made to votes cast before 7 o'clock yesterday, absentee ballots, will your office and the state defend those ballots against legal challenges? Yeah, we want to make sure that we follow state law. We are always going to look at what is the state law, and that's why Ryan Germany, our legal counsel, can answer any legal questions you have. We want to make sure the law is very clear, and we follow the state law, and we don't believe that judges should legislate. Can you just get a quick assessment from you of the timing of this is Count. Isn't this taking longer than you expected to take it on? Oh no, it's uh, really going much quicker. And that's why we're really pleased with the state election board allowing us to scan that. If you look at some of these states, this morning is when they actually opened up their absentee ballot you know, boxes and that's when they started actually the process of separating out the absentee ballots. It's a, that's a very extensive process, verifying the signature and going through there, separating it out. We have saved days and days. You're going to be waiting a long time in some of these states. Much to many people's consternation, because we understand it's a close election. You're saying this is right on schedule. Yeah, we're doing fine, and we're really pleased with. Uh, we'll be off everyone's radar, and we'll be worried about the states up north. Your your website um, doesn't keep up with the absentee ballot the progress. Or right. Or yeah. As it gets reported, then it'll be just added to that total. So how do private citizens keep up with that? It's just because it's a process, and we just keep on adding that, and then eventually, when we have them all done, you'll know. That we'll, We'll notify them or put a note there that these are the final totals for that particular county. Yes, sir. Well, yes, last time uh, we actually had about 1%, but of that, uh, probably. 75 percent of those rejected ballots were actually received late. So very few of those actually were rejected by the adjudication panel. When they actually looked down at that, all three of the folks, or two out of the three folks, were saying, "Yeah, yeah, they really wanted Mary this this race here. They really wanted Bob for that race there." And that's a good thing. So very little of the actual ones that get through the adjudication panel are being rejected. So thank you very much. As we get more information, we'll get that to you. Uh, if you have any legal questions, Ryan Jeremy's so, here. So, yeah. so, 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 so. Basically, he is telling you um, that they are they want to get this done with. They want to take care of it. And now people have been saying, well, my, my state turn red immediately said one listener. And other people, uh, you know, have been saying the same thing. Like, we turn red. That's because they didn't have infiltrators in your state. That's because they knew that... Um, they uh, wouldn't be able to have the ability to cheat. That is the problem. They knew that they couldn't. Hence, boom, boom, boom. They only went to where they could. That's the way it goes.
So for anyone to, you know, think that these IIA assets, uh, you know, these liars aren't going to go as far as possible. You have no idea. Like Ben Shapiro, my eldest daughter loves the way Ben Shapiro talks. Right. And yet, you know, she can now clearly see that he's a rhino. He's part of the military industrial complex. This is how these people make money. This is how they work. So this is how everything operates. Now, I want you guys to listen to um, what Kevin McCarthy had to say this morning at a press conference, which was uh, pretty interesting. I mean, in Arizona, they use the Sharpies, um, Sanberry. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty interesting. And we're going to get into that uh, because this is, this is a huge deal. Because if they had Sharpies, then people would know, um, you know how they did it. So this is all about cheating, 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 cheatings. But um, just listen to your president. He will tell you everything you need to know. Because when it comes down to it, if your ballot is invalid, uh, you know, they may circle in an extra circle for you just to mess you up. Uh, they might add in an extra, you know, president for you and say, well, it's invalid. It wasn't just for Trump. It was for this. What? You think that the poll workers might not do that? <laughs> Well, you're, you're in for some big surprises if you don't think that they're capable of doing these things, because they totally are. The coalition is bigger, more diverse, and more energetic than ever before. That is because of President Trump. His efforts in reaching out to every demographic has positively changed the future of the GOP. More Americans voted for President Trump this year than his historic 2016 win. In fact, it looks like we will have, he'll have more votes than Obama had in 2008. There's a simple reason for this. President Trump has led our country to historic success. Even in the face of unprecedented challenges, his administration has prevailed and delivered results for the American people. That is why our country needs President Trump for four more years and will continue to fight for his reelection until all the votes legally cast are counted. This election has seen record voter turnout that America has not seen in a century, and the American people must be assured that it is both fair and transparent. Now, President Trump's monumental help has uh, expanded the House Republican coalition from Miami to Minnesota to California. From every single pundit, even from the Cook Report to upping the number of losses they said the Republicans would have up to 20 just this week. Or if you listen to Speaker Pelosi or Sherry Bustos, who runs the DCCC, or the Majority Leader, Steny Hoyer, they all said it was double digits. Steny even upped it to 15 this week alone that they would win. They were all wrong. Sherry Bustos is still barely holding on to her own seat. So here are the facts that our conference could incredibly be proud of. As of right now, we have seven GOP pickups. We also have 11 outstanding races that I feel very confident that will continue to grow and win. We'll likely have an additional 14 to 19 Republican women. This will break the record for the most Republican women coming in at any one time. We'll double the number and we'll set a record for the most women ever in the Republican Party. We'll likely be adding six to nine minorities to our conference from Florida to New Mexico to Texas to Oklahoma to California. I'm also proud of our candidates and our members, and I especially want to thank our NRCC chair, Tom Emmer. Not only did he win all those special elections that he played in throughout the year. Remember, before we went into the election last night, 
by the time of being sworn in last, we had more Republicans and fewer Democrats, and we just continued to add to it. Now, I've heard for months from the pollsters and the media about how Republicans were going to lose more seats and cling to shrinking coalitions. We ex expanded this party that reflects America, that looks like America, and thanks. I think the rejection that we saw last night from the Democrats was that America does not want to be a socialist nation. I think the other rejection that we saw, we watched the Democrats promise if they would be given the power to have the majority, that they would act different, that they would solve problems, and they wasted their majority. So we look forward to continuing to work for the American public, our commitment to America, that we will renew, rebuild, and restore this nation is what our commitment is and will be. I don't know at the end of the day what will happen in the Democratic conference. I don't know at the end of the day. I know the vote on the floor is difficult for Speaker. I know there was a number of people who did not vote for her last time. And as our numbers continue to grow, I think at the end of the day, no matter where we end up, it will be able to have a very big say or even run the floor when it comes to policy. With that, let me open up for questions. Yes, ma'am. Have you spoken to the president? Uh, how is he feeling? Have you, do you have any expectations? Talk to the president. The president feels good. Um, I think when you look at a lot of these, one thing I will say last night, I have no statistical data of others. I think a lot of the um, networks probably called Arizona too soon. When I'm looking at what the data is coming back, I would put Arizona back in the column of undecided right now. I think he looks very good in Pennsylvania, Michigan. I think you, we can watch is going to come very close, but I think the president has an opportunity uh, to win that. I think at the end of the day, the president will be elected for four more years. Yes. Last night, his votes were still being counted. The president said, uh, this is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. Uh, do you think the president should be sowing doubt about the integrity of our elections? Your questions never change. No, I know. Your questions never change. That's what he said last night. Okay. Now I'll give you my answer. Your questions never change. I think that what the president wants to see is that every legal vote. Let me just interpret that. Kevin McCarthy was like, you're a loser and such a hack. You always say the same thing. I'm so tired of you. Can't wait till you're gone. Vote gets counted. And that's what we're walking through right now. So. He also said they should stop counting votes. I mean, a lot of races, house races, they're still counting votes. Do you agree with the president? Should they stop counting votes? Even ones that were cast before the deadline. Again, your questions never change. So let me go through what the president said and what the president meant in the question. What the president wants to make sure is that every legal vote is counted. That people vote up until election day. That's what the president refers to. I don't think people should be able to vote today. And I would think every other American would feel that exact same way. That's exactly what the president was expressing. I know you want to try to express something different to it. I know you'll be upset if the president wins the election again. But the American people have a voice. I know the pollsters were wrong, just like they were wrong four years ago. This is what a republic and a democracy is about. We want to make sure it's legal, it's fair, and that every legal vote is counted, and that's what we're working towards. But I don't think people should vote after the election, no. Do you have evidence of that happening? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Will you accept? Keyword. A, every single legal vote, every legal vote, every legal vote. So the president tweets out, we're winning in Pennsylvania. We're winning in Pennsylvania. But the Pennsylvania Secretary of State just announced that there's millions of ballots left to count in. My question is millions. How many eligible voters exist in Pennsylvania? Think about it. 
Why don't you pull up the stats yourself and see the votes that they've counted and the millions that are still missing? Hold the line, guys, because it's about to go cray, cray. What did I say? SCOTUS Gate is here. And I've been saying Commonwealth, 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 little by little. So this is it. These people are sick and they're disgusting and they hate you and they will spill your blood. Wait till tomorrow. You'll see the election results once they are certified yes. from the remaining states that we don't have yet. Yes. Yes, ma'am. That um, he's confident that the Republicans are going to take over the House. Are you confident of that? Well, I'm very confident that we continue to grow our majority. Uh, much different than what every pundit had said that we would lose on an average of 15 to 20 seats. But we know that's not true. We know that we continue to go already seven seats with another 11 that we're winning right now. So we'll see our majority continue to grow and we'll see where this all ends up. But we thank the American public for their participation. We thank them for participating in this campaign. And now it's the time to govern as we finish out making sure every legal vote is counted and that the, that the uh, campaign is fair and the election will be shown by all Americans. Thank you very much and God bless. He thanked them. He told them God bless. We know because he knows we got it all. Now, this is going to be a clown show, freak show like you've never seen before. Philadelphia has already counted almost 145% more votes. Well, they're at capacity. 145% have voted. How is that possible? How many registered voters are there in Philadelphia? How many of them are eligible voters? Hmm? That's the question that everyone should ask. It seems like um, it's about to go really crazy soon. And that's starting tomorrow. It is going to be crazy. So here is the ex-New York uh, Police Department Commissioner. I told you we need to listen to him. Listen to what he says. Here we go. Continue to put pressure on. Uh, I think there's no question about it that anarchists will try to infiltrate some of the demonstrations today. That information has been out there uh, for a while. So I think some of them, of the demonstrations you'll see in the coming days, will have uh, certainly property damage. And there's always a potential for looting. The looters kind of stay in the background, see if they can get cover too from a peace, so-called peaceful protest, and they'll uh, engage in, in looting if they can. Uh, you know, a lot of this goes back to the economy. I mean, economic safety equals national security safety. Isn't that right, Ray? And when you look at, for example, New York, $9 billion budget uh, hole. Uh, de Blasio says he wants $9 billion from the federal government. You've got boarded up cities, a boarded up uh, city in, in New York. What's your take on what turns this around? Well, in New York, it's going to take a long time to turn it around. Uh, yesterday, I did a tour of the city and uh, many, many uh, big name stores and locations have been uh, uh, boarded up. It's sort of a, a sign of the times. De Blasio defunded uh, the New York City Police Department and, and over 2,000 police officers have retired in just the last few months. So uh, that's, a, that's a big gap. It's a big department, but it also is a, that's a major loss of experienced people. So. We're trouble here, no, no question about it. And it, it's not going to change until at the very least the mayor leaves office. Um, does he understand the implications of his decision to defund the police department by a billion dollars, Gray? Oh, I, I think he does very well. I don't think he's unhappy 
with anything that's going on. He is, has a Marxist mentality, and uh, this is fitting right into his uh, agenda. So it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to bother him at all. He was asked questions about yeah. the over 100% increase in shootings. He had no answer for that as to what his, his plan is. He said he talks about a perfect storm, COVID coming together, that, that sort of thing. But he has no plan. He has no answer. So I think at least in New York and, City... And we're going to be trouble for yep. uh, at least another year. And don't forget the, the elimination smirk? of cash wait, bail. Wait. Is Did you see the smirk? Did you see the smirk? I want you to catch it because you're going to see this guy climb up in New York. Did you see this? I'm just telling you. Remember this guy. Okay. Remember this guy. He has a very large white hat. You just can't see it now. But look at that. That's 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 where it's peeking through. Uh, so that's what I wanted you to hear him say. Yeah, we're going to New York is going to be in trouble for another year. He said another year. Now, uh, before we end today's Tory Sess show, and I will be on the next time our president goes live up until I can't. Um, I will be live um, on D live on Facebook, on Periscope, Twitch. I'll be back on Friday. I'm in a timeout on Twitch, uh, for 48 hours. Uh, so I'll be back on Friday. Um, I do have an alt, uh, YouTube channel where I can actually live stream. Uh, so, uh, you can find that it's uh, Tori says news. I've had that for a while. It's been there for a while. I've just never used it. Um, this is because I know that I would need it for now. So share this video, share um, my new YouTube channel. Let's go far and wide. So that way I can get that one. I'll have both. And this show will be uploaded later into my Tory Says Show YouTube as normal for those people that um, have not found my alt uh, YouTube channel. I'm going to show it to you guys uh, just in case. Um, I have put it, I will be putting it in the link too. So this is my alt YouTube channel right here. Tori says news. Um, I have uploaded a few videos. I've linked them up into um, my Patreon and um, subscribe star. I mean, I don't really, you know, I don't do anything with Patreon except for have it there. If people want to donate like a dollar and they're comfortable with Patreon because Patreon removes people. So Twitch, I'm just suspended um, until Friday. Um, so um, I, I Friday, 12 to 2, I should be able to do my show regularly on Twitch. I really like Twitch more uh, as I battle it out with Fox. Um, well, it's not Fox. It's a company called Iridetto. So I don't even know if Fox knows that they did that. I'm pretty sure they do. But I sent them an email and told them to remove that um, because it's against the law. I have to file like a DCMA with Twitch to say that, you know, I was sharing news and, you know, this company um, is doing wrong. But I'm also out. Fox too. I mean, I'm, I've contacted them, but I expected it because I told you, I already told you guys a while back, you can't trust anything. Anyone is telling you on your TV, you have to just listen to your president because he is going to tell you everything you need to know. So this is, um, the alt channel in the Tory says show uh, YouTube channel in the description box of the recent videos that I've uploaded. And this one that I'm going to upload a link directly to that channel, um, is there. So that you can subscribe. Now, let's go see what our president said. Um, 
yesterday. He had a speech on election night, and I want to play that for you. Where is it? Oh, gosh, darn it. It's not there. Darn it. Hold on. I have I have so many <laughs> tabs open. Here we go. Um, there we go. All right. Now, take a listen to what he said carefully. A campaign building that was established at the Eisenhower Executive Office Building, which is the big uh, building that's uh, just across West Exactly. Here we go. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you. This is, without question, the latest news conference I've ever had. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. And I want to thank the American people for their tremendous support. Millions and millions of people voted for us tonight. And uh, a very sad group of people is trying to disenfranchise that group of people. And we won't stand for it. We will not stand for it. I want to thank the First Lady, my entire family, and Vice President Pence, Mrs. Pence, for being with us all through this. And we were getting ready for a big celebration. We, we were winning everything, and all of a sudden it was just called off. The results tonight have been phenomenal, and we are getting ready. I mean, literally, we were just all set to get outside and just celebrate something that was so beautiful, so good, uh, such a vote, such a success. The citizens of this country have come out in record numbers. This is a record. There's never been anything like it to support our incredible movement. We won states that we weren't expected to win. Florida, we didn't win it. We won it by a lot. And, <laughs> we won the great state of Ohio. We won Texas. We won Texas. We won Texas by 700,000 votes, and they don't even include it in the tabulations. It's also clear that we have won Georgia. We're up by 2.5% or 117,000 votes with only 7% left. They're never going to catch us. They can't catch us. Likewise, we've clearly won North Carolina. Where we're up 1.4% or 77,000 votes with only approximately 5%. They can't catch us. We also, uh, if you look and you see uh, Arizona, we have a lot of life in that. And somebody said, somebody declared that it was a victory. for, And maybe it will be. I mean, that's possible. But certainly there were a lot of votes out there that we could get because we're now just coming into what they call Trump territory. I don't know what you call it, but these were friendly Trump voters and that could be overturned. The gentleman that called it, I watched tonight. He said, well, we think it's fairly unlikely that he could catch. Well, fairly unlikely. 
and we don't even need it. We don't need that. That was just a state that if we would have gotten it, it would have been nice, Arizona. But there's a possibility, maybe even a good possibility. In fact, since I saw that originally, it's been changed and the numbers have substantially come down just in a small amount of votes. So we want that obviously to stay in play. But most importantly, we're winning Pennsylvania by a tremendous amount of votes. We're up 600. Think of this. Think of this. Think of this. We're up 690,000 votes in Pennsylvania. 690,000. These aren't even close. It's not like, oh, it's close. With 64% of the vote in, it's going to be almost impossible to catch. And we're coming into good Pennsylvania areas where they happen to like your president. So we'll probably expand that. We're winning Michigan. I'll tell you, I looked at the numbers. I said, whoa. I looked, I said, wow, that's a lot. By almost 300,000 votes. And 65% of the vote is in. And we're winning Wisconsin, and so we're winning. We don't need all of them. We need, because when you add Texas in, which wasn't added, I spoke with the really wonderful governor of Texas just a little while ago, and Greg Abbott, he said, uh, congratulations. He called me to congratulate me on winning Texas. I mean, we won Texas. I don't think they finished quite the tabulation, but there's no way. And uh, it was almost complete, but he congratulated me. Then he said, by the way, what's going on? I've never seen anything like this. Can I tell you what? Nobody has. So we won by 107,000 votes with 81% of the vote. That's Michigan. So when you take those three states in particular, and you take all of the others, I mean, we have, we have so many. We had such a big night. You just take a look at all of these states that we've won tonight. And then you take a look at the kind of margins that we've won them by. And, and all of a sudden, it's not like we're up 12 votes and we have 60% left. We won states and all of a sudden, I said, what happened to the election? It's off. And we have all these announcers saying, what happened? And then they said, oh, because you know what happened? They knew they couldn't win. So they said, let's go to court. And did I predict this, Newt? Did I say this? I've been saying this from the day I heard they were going to send out tens of millions of ballots. I said exactly because either they were going to win or if they didn't win, they'll take us to court. So Florida was a tremendous victory. 377,000. Texas, as we said. Ohio. Think of this. Ohio, a tremendous state, a big state. I love Ohio. We won by 8.1%, 461. Almost 500,000 votes. North Carolina, big victory with North Carolina. And so we won there. We lead by 76,000 votes with almost nothing left.
And all of a sudden, everything just stopped. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Okay? It's, it's a very sad... You mean like the mail-in ballots that they found at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, <laughs> in other states? Oh, you mean like those? Well, that's fine because those mail-in ballots have their address, right? Um, they have record. They have codes when they send it to you, like stubs. Yeah, that's what's up. They got caught. They got caught. And you know how they got caught? Because they've planned this. They planned it in a way that they can grab you and out you and uh, exploit your name, your address. They did. They did indeed. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Because, um, you know, all of that information was probably on an SD card. Philly, Pittsburgh, Allegheny County. <laughs> And so we already know who, what, when, where, and how you ordered it because this was planned. This was the way they planned it. And I mean, you have to trust their plan, which means we had a plan. Now, our president, as you can see from his face, is pissed. The audacity they have, pissed. Pissed, pissed, pissed. And he should be because the people are the one being cheated, prancing around. Biden, well, whatever version they're putting up. It's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won. So I just want to thank you. And I want to thank all of our support. I want to thank all of the people that worked with us. And uh, Mr. Vice President, say a few words, please. Thank you, Mr. President. I want to join you in, in thanking more than 60 million Americans who have already cast their vote for four more years for President Donald Trump. In the And while the votes continue to be counted, uh, we're going to remain vigilant, as the president said. Uh, the right to vote has been at the center of our democracy since the founding of this nation, and we're going to protect the integrity of the vote. But I really believe with all of my heart, with the extraordinary margins, Mr. President, that you've inspired in the states that you just described uh, and the way that you launched this movement across the country to make America great again, uh, I truly do believe, as you do that we are on the road to victory and we will make America great again, again. Thank you, Mr. President.
So that was his. He's pissed and he should be. Now, I want to tell you something. I just got something in the mail that's interesting. But we won't talk about this till a while. Uh, but I'm just letting you know it's going to be interesting. Hold on. Let me tweet it out. I'll just say something like, hmm, future. We'll talk about this in the future. Uh, special delivery today just came. And it came while I was... Um, watching my president speak. So uh, we will talk about this around Christmas. Maybe I can make this a present for you guys. So let me show you that tweet. For those of you that aren't on Twitter, are you ready for this one? Because I've been waiting for this for a very, very, very long time. Some really interesting things were sent to me. I mean, really interesting things. Oh, dear. What's that? I'm just going to show that to you quickly. What's that? <sighs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Christmas time. So I just took those pictures for you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun Christmas time. For now, we're going to deal with Sharpie Gates. We're going to deal with stealing our votes gate, right? We're going to deal with locking the Secretary of State's up gate. But, you know, in the end, it's going to be SCOTUS Gate. That's the real um, concern here that we have. Uh, SCOTUS Gate is going to knock our socks off. It's going to drive us insane, too. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's going to be super cray-cray. But like I said, there's one thing you need to remember, right? And that's November. The 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten. Guy Fawkes, Guy Fawkes, it was his intent to blow up the king and the parliament. Three score barrels of powder below, poor old England to overthrow. By God's providence, he was catched with a dark lantern and burning match. Holla boys, holla boys, make the bells ring. Holla boys, holla boys, God save the king. Hip hip hooray. We win in the end. So this is just going to, this has to happen. A lot of you will say, well, if we knew, why didn't we avoid this? Well, that's the point. If we avoided it, then no one would see it. We need them to see it all. We need all of you to see it all. We need you to understand how they do it, why they do it, and just how many of them are in it again we need them to pull their own pants down, and they just did. That's what's up. So the package, I just wanted to say, the package that I got has some really interesting stuff. So we're going to be talking about all of that stuff. Um, it's been in transit. Let me tell you how long it's been in transit. And they did pretty good sending it, too. 
par avion mail. Dang. Dang. You want to hear this? 29th of September. <laughs> 29th of September. Yeah. So that's coming Christmas time. I mean, it's going to be snowy. We're going to have eggnog. We'll do some late night shows. That'll just be that. We'll keep the news 12 to 2, but we'll have like some other stuff on the side. But, um, dang, I got some from, I got stuff like pictures, like maps, like damn, damn, damn. And you know where that's going, right? Straight to a safe right now. <laughs> or it might already be there and I just took the pictures in the morning. No, that's not it. It's going straight to a safe right now. So um, I'm just saying it's going to be quite an interesting Christmas we're going to have. So listen, all you need to do is listen to your president. Nothing can stop what's coming. They know. And they're busted. And we caught them all. Every single one of them. So the media, as I said, will be the one that will tell you, oh, Biden won. The media, I told you this six months ago. I warned you that this is how it was going to play out. Can you see it now? Can you see it now? Mm. So I'm telling you now, it's all fine. You'll see. It'll be fine. It'll be totally fine. So it's only a matter of time. So I want you guys to take it another way. Even though you're frustrated, even though the news are saying, even though you see, you know, reactions from the president, from whatever. Welcome to the greatest show on earth, you guys, because we've got it all and they've got diddly squat. We've got them dead to rights. And tomorrow they're kicking it off and they're starting things up today and it's not looking good for them at all, at all. So tonight we might have another spontaneous, you know, uh, show. Uh, something may come up. I mean, uh, is it today? I mean, maybe today, but definitely tomorrow. So you'll see more of me again. All you need to do is um, subscribe to that other uh, Tori Says news channel on YouTube. If you can't find it, find the Tori Says channel on YouTube. Look in the most recent videos. There's a link there. Click on it. It'll take you right there. I'll be on Facebook, Periscope, and DLive. And again, on Friday, I'll be on Twitch, which, by the way, while I was doing my show, I got an email from their media department, and they said um, that I think um, – they said that it's a false claim. I sent to their media department. I asked them, uh, you've uh, said that, um, you know, uh, you've copyright stricken, you know, um, election night, et cetera. I, I said, uh, we would like to ask questions about your work and how you choose to hand out copyright strikes. One of your clients, Fox News, claims to have not hired you, but you have been claiming that you work for them by striking multiple media content creators. And we would like to ask you about that. Looking forward to your side of the story. They said, hello, thanks for the opportunity to comment on this false claim tv shows video games um a copyright uh Irredetto does copyright enforcement for movies tv shows and video games at the behest of the content owners and distributors fox news is not a customer the individual who made the statement is mistaken and not affiliated with Irredetto. wait a minute dude 
I got an email from Twitch saying that it's from Irredetto. So I screen, I gave him the screenshot and I said, well, that's funny. Could you respond to this, please? Because copyright strikes have been handed out. So more news on that. I will be tweeting that out too right after I end the show. So just so you know, these people are so corrupt. How much you want to make a bet? This is going to roll back to Tiny Dancer using a fake email pretending that they work on behalf of Fox News and they don't. Can you see that now? This is how they work. But see, the thing is, I already know. So I'm pretty chill because I'm everywhere. Can't stop the truth. You can throw crap at it and mud at it. But guess what? A little bit of water, a little bit of sunlight, it all goes away. And there it is. So on that note, guys, I want to wish you guys a fabulous evening. God bless. I will see you tomorrow on all the channels that I'm available. Just subscribe to all of them. DLive, Twitch, both YouTubes, Facebook, Periscope, you'll find me. And if you're not on Subscribestar, you should. I mean, there's the smallest one that I put there. I mean, I'm, you know, if you want to subscribe, you don't have to. I'm trying to keep free content. I am. I'm really trying. It's just they're smothering me, man. So God bless everyone. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place.